Tell the universe, close the door. We're recording. Absolutely. We're actually trying to escape the material because that is so restrictive. So my interpretation of yin and yang is opposites. It's black and white, zero and one. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. Well, I'm Sorry, recording. I, I'm, Are you recording? We're, we're recording. That's right. See you later. It's okay. Just close the door. <laughs> Tell the universe, close the door. We're recording. Absolutely. Stay out. In the last call, in the last um, recording, a friend of mine rang in on my phone again, which is what I'm used to record. And I, I hit the button and go, you know, no matter what time of the day I pick, this guy rings in in the middle of the podcast recording. Now, and it's, now I could put a message out there or be a bit more intelligent and, and somehow forward the phone, but I'm not, I'm not that up with tech. So I'm just going, it's interesting to see the universe try to push in people or ring you or knock on the door. I mean, your phone has rang numerous times in all of our podcasts. And, and, and now, again, sometimes you left it in, sometimes you're taking it out. But you're going, you know, we, we planned for this time. And yet, and again, we don't know many people. And there's no one really on the phone in both cases. It's just going... Let's see if we can annoy you right at this moment in time and take it away and then start again. Yeah. So it's 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 actually is that serendipity? Is that synchronization? Is that what we're talking about? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think synchronization is just this kind of concept that improbabilities will suddenly start to happen. It it's like the moment you, you say, right, I'm gonna put this object here and I'll be back in a couple of minutes, and when you come back, it's not there. And you're looking around and you're you're putting your hair out. And then you suddenly look in a different way and it's there again. And you're kind of going, what the hell? <laughs> well, actually, there's the blip in time, the, the skip in the, the, like the framework. Or as, as you, I think you were mentioning uh, the cat in, with Neo, the black cat. Yeah. Is it the black cat it, where you go, there's something out of place. There's something out of place, yeah. Now, I mean, no, again, everything is in place. Well, that, that, that's deja vu that they're talking about. So, uh, but it, it would be the same thing because in the film, The Matrix, when that actually occurred, it indicated that the agents something were about to with... do something and they were about to uh, take some kind of action. And what's interesting... There's something wrong with the framework. Yeah. That, was that the, the terminology or it something? Was, like they, they said there was something wrong, but it also gave the game away that something was about to happen. So they suddenly recognised recognize that there was an event gonna... about to occur. Such as, the internet has now suddenly gone quiet. <laughs> and I can't see Carmen anymore. <laughs> it's, it's jumped in. We now have reconnecting. There is a poor connect, network connection. And I can't see Garvin, but he might be able to see me. But we're going to carry on recording and see what happens. As we... Oh, and the dogs are starting to bark outside now, so that's kind of weird. Hmm. And we were talking about synchronization and improbabilities. And the conversation was going really, really well. Oh, we're back again. Okay, so we'll go five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. We don't know what time you're consuming this. We don't know where you are in the universe. We don't know when you are in the universe. We barely know where we are in the universe and when and if at all. Do we exist? Are we a figment? We do know. 
We do know it's now. Ah, er now, not uh, a now. Ah, uh, now. It's there now as well. No, no, it's, there it's there now, now as well. And they're in the future because it can't be this or now. Or in the past. Because we haven't recorded it and we haven't put it out there. So we know no matter when the now is, it's another now, some other when, some other where. So, but for it, for you to be consuming it, whoever you might be, if actually depending on who you are, and it might be the cat in the room, and they can be consuming it while listening to But it could be, it could be your grandson taking this video back to your granddad to show him what we were well, doing now. A couple now. of old codgers in the room are yabbering on about. Well, in this yeah. room, in their room, and I'm sure you'll be in the room as well. But what we were talking about prior to this or before this was nows. Uh, consciousness, unconsciousness, materiality, do we exist? Does a table exist? Does a cat exist in the box? Is it dead? Is it alive? Is it yin? Is it yang? Is it zero? Is it one? Is it actually zero and ones are interesting in the sense that we came back to this zero and one is computer speak, but in our computer speak, and George put me, put me uh, right quite quickly and says, no, it's on or off. I don't know zero or one. But then it's just it's black or white or what yin or yang. And again, then yin and yang, I just learned from another program the other night that I taught yin and yang or in my consciousness was the opposites attract and attract. Where actually it was possibly night and day and everything in between. And and therefore well, I'm not educated on what yin and yang is. It's my understanding after a lot of filtering and being bombarded with uh, commercialism and and so my interpretation of yin and yang is opposites it's black and white zero and one opposites attract we are all without black there is no white without one there is no zero it's the fact the whole it's a sum of the whole this is the universe yin and yang together is the universal consciousness well the interesting thing is if you think about the ones and zeros as in the on and off it's a switch so basically, it's a light going on or a light going off. And there's this kind of tension no, between the No, it's a physical switch being kicked back and forward. To turn. Oh, absolutely. Now, and have the energy waves going up and down the wire to get to this light. Yes, but don't forget, there has to be an agent yeah. to switch it on and off. Somebody has and to switch it This was back to where we were off, talking so. about the materiality of things and then energy and beams and, and someone else interfering or affecting to even be conscious, to be aware, to manipulate, to move. It's all... It starts getting very, very complex very, very quickly for something as simple as turning the light switch on. Before I finish, just that light switch going on and off reminds me of a story my father used to tell me. Um, they all used to live in the tenements and rap mines and back in 100 years, 110 years ago. And light, they were one of the first in the building to have light. There was a switch. But no one, there's 13 in the family, all these kids, and all living in one bedroom like tenements. But nobody was allowed to touch that switch till Daddy came home. And what Daddy did was turn on the light. And there was awe in the room. And just looking at this one little light bulb, and this is less than 100 years ago, and go, turning on the light was, was, was something spectacular, something to be behold, something to wait for at the end of the day, for the whole family. And, you know, mother of God, if I turned on the light, there'd be someone shouting at me, giving out to me. You're going, if I don't deliver four... HD, 4K, in, in, intergalactic, three-dimensional gameplay. When I come home, daddy ain't delivering, George. The interesting thing is that um, the light bulb, the original light bulb is probably still going. 
And then there came a law out to say that you can't make eternal light bulbs. You have to give them an expiry date and they have to break after a certain point. Otherwise, it's not financially viable. So the, the original light bulb is still flickering away. It still hasn't broken. Oh, they had to break it. Now, was Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden, had they got... Were they breakable before they broke themselves? Were they going to live forever in eternity in heaven or in this astral plane that's between hell and earth? Or there was no heaven and hell at that stage. There was just this place. Eden. Eden. Was Eden eternal? Would they Adam and Eve, I don't remember any children, Adam and Eve. Were Adam and Eve caught in a stasis of time of repet- that was going so slow or yeah. fast? Basically, it was it was eternity. They were it? It in was, eternal, it was eternal, eternal now. Bliss. They were in eternal now. Yeah, well, but it's only once they got sort of led astray by the serpent. Right, someone broke the fucking light switch. Into yeah. yeah, someone came in, and then all of a sudden, yeah. And of course, that's when Cain was born. Wasn't no, that's it? when Chinese said we need to break things, and basically go. There's an expiry date. So the first yeah. expiry date was in the Garden of Eden. You know, Eating the, the, apple. the apple. The apple was the expiry date. If you left it there... And they didn't it turn eternity. it into cider either, did they? They didn't turn it into cider. Well, I think they, they did that day too. Afterwards, they went straight out of that garden and said... That, that, was, after, that was after Eve had That came. was actually the invention of commercialism, I believe. The first clothes. Suddenly you're going, okay, do I have... What's in my wardrobe? I didn't need a wardrobe a minute ago. Now I have a wardrobe. Now I've got shoes and clothes. Actually, it was there aware... Actually, back to consciousness. Actually, back to there awareness. you go. Once they did the apple... We are yeah. naked. We need to be clothed. Yeah. We are we. There's two, actually... But which way should the fig tree, fig leaf go? Should it go forward or should it go I'm backward? I'm thinking more of you Jacob's know. and fig rolls. Does it go... <laughs> you know, you know there's, there's a fig in it. It can be sold. Fig rolls are very famous... And I don't even know how you got the figs in it. Well, you had to get them off the tree. It was their figment of imagination. Exactly. So we're we're going the only (laughs) product, actually two sets of products straight from the Garden of Eden. We have fig rolls from Jacobs. And I don't even know if Jacobs still exists. I think they were probably taken over with someone else. But when I was growing up, it's how do they get the fig fig rolls? But the, the awareness was, I need clothes. I've broken the switch. We've moved out of the Garden of Eden. We have hello commercialism. First opportunity to buy and sell, but no shops around, nothing selling at the moment. But we've got a couple of, uh, could be 5,000 years from then, or it could be, I don't know what that date was, but different religions might have different ideas. But that was the birth of commercialism, in my opinion. Well, actually, it's interesting that once Cain was born and Abel was born and uh, and then Cain killed Abel and went off, there suddenly seemed to be thousands of people. And Cain then found a wife. So there was marriage, there was divorce, there was commercialism, there was figs and fig rolls and Well think of the solicitors and what they might have got then. How many how many fig rolls do you think they would have got for a divorce? Well it was back to we should jump back to awareness and go for a second and go, right. Hello. What all these rules are suddenly there. They're going, there's an end there's expiry dates, end dates, start dates, contracts, marriage. Best before dates. Know, best before dates. I don't know whether it was open contracts in terms of like, you know, you might be married, but there's a bit on the side or not, or it wasn't in the contract. Now, we know our commercial contract... Well, that's when all the concubines came along, well, isn't again, it? we don't know which religion, we don't know which part of the planet. It was all fine according to the set of rules and contracts of that location and that timeline and that set of beliefs. But, I mean, awareness is... The, the whole point is now we're talking about contracts, materiality, uh, bodies that are entering into contracts with other bodies. These bodies are collections of awarenesses, you know, at moments in time based on the rule set of then. 
And we've built upon that in generations. Well, there's something that's quite interesting. Could you think about it. You're talking about all of a sudden, Adam and Eve, they'd eaten the tree, they'd eaten the apple, and they became self-aware. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to have the apple become self-aware when it becomes quantum. No, quantum physics. Quantum, I, I'm not an expert on quantum <laughs> physics. And you, I think you were trying to touch on it earlier on. I was having trouble with Fibonacci numbers. I have trouble saying the word. I don't even know if I'm saying <laughs> it properly. Fibonacci. 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 Is it P-H-I? Well. I don't even know. It's, how do you pronounce P-H-I? It's not fee, 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 like filmmaking. Right, fee, fee. ah, as fee. an F-E-E. Fee. So fee. the fee, yeah. I suppose, that a fee. Yeah. But then we go back to what you were talking about again. If we're talking about fee, then did Cain sort of charge a fee for the fact that... No, oh, no, they paid the price. The fee was charged. They paid, they paid the, the price. price. Yep. The rest of us are paying ever since. This was a recurring income model from day one. On the official day one, everybody pays since. There's no Sense. free ride in the universe anymore. There's a lifetime guarantee for the life that you have. But when it's over, you might even pay after that. Your kids could be still paying. You can leave the bills behind. Actually, on the way out, if I think about it, you had those coins on your eyes under whatever religions to pay the ferryman. So you could actually like go the, off into yeah, the Egyptians, stuff. wasn't it? Yeah. You're still paying the ferryman. You have to pay. Actually, these days to have a plot up the hill with a cross on it you've got you know space is at a premium so you, you may not even be able to have a plot you might have to be in a jar cremated and like so therefore you know what's the price after i'm gone you know actually i remember having an argument with my wife there like a couple of weeks back about let's say doing up a will and having a will and i was saying i'd love the kids to keep in the house for the next generation who'll have the house and and how will we share it up and and i go I'm gone. I'm dead and gone. I'm expired. I, I'm thinking I'm still there. And I'm going to be saying, you're going to be living here. You're going to be living there. I'm going to affect the next generation based on how I split the house up and who gets what, where and when. No, I'm gone. Doesn't matter. I'm past my expiration date. I am, I'm stale. I am, I'm, 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 I'm not best before. I'm expired. Therefore, I should have no effect on the next nows of my kids' existence, or the fact I might have left something that they can consume into the future beyond memories. And it wasn't an apple. Well, I hope, I actually, there's nine <laughs> apple trees, they're getting a couple of apple trees each, but they're gonna be, make, actually, they will make cider. So there, cider. there is cider involved, there's apples involved. It's, it's actually a bit of a legacy that I will be leaving, will be a couple of apple trees. And actually, if they can name a cider after me, I'd be very, I'd be very, very happy. But you're not going to get much out of nine apple trees. It'll be boutique. It'll be niche. But it'll be valuable. The less there, it's value over quantity. Unless they're not the house down and actually build an orchard. Well, well <laughs> on the grounds that you've got there. I can't argue unless I'm haunting them. And that's, we've touched on, I remember... When we bought this house first and we were walking down the town, people used to say, you know, it's a big house, it's an old convent, and what it is, it used to be an old folks' home. And we'd meet people in the town, they're going, my mother died there. And I'm going, you sent her there. Was she happy? Yeah. You know, she, she, was, she loved it. She was very happy in that old folks' home. And I says, well, that's grand. Now, we haven't seen any ghosts lately. 
And um, you, you lot sent her there. You loved her. She was in a loving environment. So this house is not haunted in her opinion. But if it was, there'd be an awful lot of them. But I mean, my kids aren't waking up the night screaming with the exorcist, but I hope they got or not. But in terms of where you go to die, there's a physical place. When you're dead, then your body isn't turned somewhere else or your ashes, your spirit. Back to one of our last podcasts, we're going... Did the energy, did the essence of you, of them, leave the body at that point in time and hopefully not hang around in this house and go back to the universe somewhere else? The aura, the essence, the spirit, individual. So I'm hoping there's none of them hanging around here. They've gone on to a happier place, a happier realm, and and ultimately that's back to this consciousness and energy, George. Hal. Hal. Do you remember how from 2001 Space Odyssey? Basically, what because you're talking about the going to the stars and and the experience that they have as they go back to the universe. And if you think of the main character, Dave, was going in a spaceship and went through all that kind of kaleidoscope mayhem and craziness, and then he disappeared. He went back to now, the stars. Now, an interesting thing about HAL, I think you could probably tell me. Can you remember? No, nope, oh, I can't remember. It's IBM. The next letter is after or before it. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. Right, okay. so, IBM. IBM. No, it's H-A-L. It's not I-B-M. It's, it's, it's H. It's, yeah. So it's, there's a play. I, I can't remember. Who was the chap that wrote the book? Is it I, I, Asim, not Asimov? Um, no, no. Um, English. Clark. Clark, Clark. Clark. But that was where the letters came from for Hal. He just took the, ah. it was before, the letters before. So there's always little stories beyond, underneath the yeah. story, a different level of something. But what was Hal? Was he actually self-aware? I don't know. I uh, I don't think he was. I think what happened was he had he got broke. He wasn't in sync. Yes. He got broke. Basically, there was there was conflicting programs. And if you think about Asimov, had this uh, three laws of robotics. Uh, the first one was that you weren't meant you were meant to do everything for human beings that they asked you to do. The second one was effectively you weren't meant to harm a human being. And the third one was you're not you're not to do everything for the human beings if it meant that it hurt somebody Actually, else. Actually, I'm reminded... And there was a conflict. Yeah, I'm reminded just for no... I don't know why, but of the IT crowd and the first lines of everything is, did you turn it on and off again? You know, that's it. Control, yep. all delete. You know, does that fix it? Most of the time, it's that simple. <laughs> it's just restart it. Actually, an awful lot of films I've seen is, can we reboot the system? Can we set it back? Can we fix the framework? Can we just control, all delete? Can we... Did you turn it on and off again? Is it plugged in? Yeah. Are we plugged in? Yeah. You know, and because we're wired, people are wired. We're- well, isn't it interesting? Because that that was the 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 premise of uh, Apollo thirteen was can we reboot? It was also the premise of Geostorm, which is a more recent film where they had to reboot the station. So you've had all of those things where the, the central ploy within the story is. Can we reboot? And there's we an intro. Reboot, I like this. I like away? this because we're back to what we were talking about about the books. Can we reboot yeah. ourselves? Can we restart again? It doesn't matter what age we are. It's we're not control all deleted. We're not deleted. We're not expired. We're still here. The age doesn't matter. I want to reboot. I want to restart. I want to you know clean the framework. I want to defrag myself and go. Yeah. It's time. To reload. Not reload the well, same, his, but, re, but re, yeah. reload anew. 
There's a TV series called Travelers. And what it is, is at the moment you're about to die or a character's about to die, some people from the future are trying to save their future, inject themselves in to try and change their future. And as the story goes on, there's a character that falls in love with another one, but she becomes ill. And then they have to try and reboot it. But the worry is that will she be the person that she is now or will she be reset to well, what again, she was before or after? I, I think in the context of ourselves, the rebooting, it's like, okay, we want to reboot ourselves. No, or re-energize. And knowing that we have, it's back to, the, I think, another podcast that we had, we're saying we're 5% full. There's 95% of potential and possibility there. We're not going to be able to access all this space in our brain, but our lear- if we can expand our learning and grow, then we might be able to you know, shoot some new neurons and open up some new paths and become a new version or better version of ourselves. Version more, of ourselves. More but let's think about that. Effectively, what you could do is if, if you go back to it's factory default that you're resetting you to when you potentially reboot, but if they rebooted me and you and we went back to my grandson's age of one, I don't mean physically, but mentally he started. Oh, right, no, that's it, because I was going fact. <laughs> that becomes oh, no, really six interesting because you're going to go, hang on, I've got to learn to recrawl again. My oh, youngest, Ava, there, talk. she just <laughs> said, or Hannah, actually, my second, my oldest, eldest, she said uh, to my wife, have you got four children or three? You know, dad has become more like a bloody child. <laughs> You're going, I'm going around making farting noises, burping noises, you know, humming to myself, whistling as I go up and down the corridors. It's like, actually, it looks like I'm on the, the, the mentally deranged. You know, if anyone else was observing <laughs> from a third party out of context. So I'm going... Well, here, that, that's where it gets interesting because when you're a child, you have no... Innovations. Uh, innovations. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, fr- you're free to do things and try things. And I was watching something on education and they were talking about how when you get into the educational system, you're basically told to be a robot, a slave to the system, effectively. And then what we're trying, and, and the people that aren't slaves to the systems become the gurus and the rich people or the people so that set up amazing we're, corporations. We, we were talking yeah. about earlier um, podcasts we had, or we, we, we mentioned terminologies like silos, and, and we're trying to put yeah. people into boxes and into silos and put on these parameters of this is your job, this is your this is what you to do for the man, for, for to work. Don't do more, don't do that. And you're, and you're being forced That's to That's the job. Don't try to do more. Yeah. And then when people try Absolutely. to do more, they realize you don't fit in that box. You're too big for the box. Don't. Yeah. But most people just keep on forcing themselves with like a mallet and a, a like a hammer and a tongs and or whatever square peg around a hole. You go stay in the box. Yep. Keep in the box. I'm in a box. But if you were if you were allowed to remain as the child is right at the very beginning, and the way that they, they I mean, basically kids can teach themselves stuff. They don't need people to get involved and mess up their lives by trying to constrain them to doing certain things. They can learn, like, I mean, I've just watched my grandson learn to walk. And he's now walking with his arms down. He was walking around like this before. Now his arms are down. It's only two weeks. Now he's learning stuff through what he's observed. He's actually put into practice. And then he'll get disciplined and stop to do stuff eventually. And then he'll go to school. And then it's kind of, will he at the other end be able to say, look, I'm a dropout. I'm going to do exactly as I did as a kid. And when you get older, like I'm seeing with my mum, she now acts more and more like a child because she's suddenly losing those same inhibitions she spent a lifetime building up. Well, that's what my sister says. Now, she's an artist. Well, both my sisters are artists. But one of them, who would be more commercial than the other, I don't know which one now I'm talking about now. Sorry, I mixed them together. But she's saying an awful lot of time in her art, she's trying to go back to 
the childlike, actually, the journey for most artists is to really find that childlike wonder to draw and paint like that without that inhibition of structure and form and learning that they've actually learned in, in art college. But to, in order to get their own creativity out, they could be nearly trying too hard because they're trying to be too perfect or, or the shadow needs to be, you know. So actually, the, in, the, the to have the skill set of that applied back to the childlike wonder is where most art like art good art comes from now admittedly my father when you look at some paintings out there i don't know whether jackson pollocks or or what it is is some of the stuff you see he goes a kid could do that and they go exactly but the kid didn't that's right but what it is is it's he that person was in in not inhibited to let that art and creativity come out and get it onto canvas or whatever picasso could turn out images of drawings of observations that looked almost photographic his drawing skill was actually that amazing but he suddenly realized that commercially he'd never make any money doing that so he went back to a childlike state of drawing and that's where he made most of it because it became abstract it had that innocence which the other had started to lose because it was becoming too complicated no and i was thinking about that just now about the complicated one of the videos that we've just done for this series what happened was uh, i was tra- it was get- things were getting out of sync and it was getting so complicated and i got myself into a complicated set of on the timeline that actually yesterday i went right back to square one and re-edited it and edited it faster than i had done the first time we overcomplicate things and and we end up not being able to see the wood for the That's trees. It. We're so deep and in the sometimes silo. the reboot yeah. becomes the That's best it. thing to Stop. do to start afresh Stop and start again. Go yeah. back, take it all. Don't keep on going deep. If you're digging a hole, you're not going to dig yourself out of the hole. You got to get out. You got to no. physically get out of the hole and maybe dig another one. Actually, when, in my business speak, many a time I'm going in, in terms of some of the systems and data, and it's so dirty and distorted. You're going. You're in a dirty pond, and all you're doing is swishing the dirt out of the way to make a clean patch. But it's just going to swish around and come back in. You got to physically get out of the pond. Maybe build a swimming pool. You can actually get a swimming pool built faster than being in a dirty pond trying to swish it around and find a clean patch. So in terms of ourselves, we're going, you've got to, you've got to go, you don't, I, I'm happy that, look, I found you in my journey of, of change, of transformation. I think transformation is now accelerating in terms of confidence to, to try new things and talk about subjects I go, I know nothing about. I'm sticking my hand up. Anyone who wants to comment and mention it underneath anywhere, you go, what's a fee? Does he, what's a Fibonacci number, Fibonacci number? Well, I'm fibbing, well, one I'm fibbing about Fibonacci, yeah. but I'm enjoying it. One of the great things, though, about this is, that, although you're enjoying that, apologies, but one of the great things is that because you're coming so fresh to all this, you now have you have no prejudices, you have no restrictions, you have nothing holding you back. You can go childlike into this and explore and ask the question, why? Why this? Why that? Be childlike in and the that's, approaches that's what we want people to do. We go, what and does that's it freshness. mean to you? You don't have to go off and learn all. Actually, we were taught the couple of words that I took out of the, like out of that particular article we were mentioning before was you know the, the journey to the self awareness. Be at the computer or be at the individual. And for the for the computer to quantify it, it has to go on the same journey in order to actually quantify and define the individual. Actually, if we want to actually transfer 
like um, the essence of the individual. I can't actually. I think it's just by Car. What's it? Just, what's it, something Carbon? There's a thing on uh, Netflix at the moment. And but that's oh, altered carbon. carbon. So what they're doing? It's very similar to what you were talking about earlier on. It's they're downloading and uploading you into the sleeve. The sleeve is the body, but the consciousness is the individual. The individual can be mm. eternal if you can upload and download them with this capability into this computer. That if you can actually have the technology to harness the essence of the individual, then all tech in the future, be it organic growth or nanotechnology or technical growth, is just a body, just a vessel to harness the, the essence of the individual, which then can be possibly made eternal. And the rich are eternal in this program, and the poor can only afford the broken and broken sleeves. But I mean, it's interesting to see cloning, and the cloning is just the body you want, your most favorite body. And you're going, it's empty, it's a clone, it's not got a soul. The soul is the essence, is a consciousness of a individual, which now might go beyond a single lifetime. So do we want to be eternal is now at the popping into this conversation? Or is that too past expiry date for what we should be doing? Well, in some cases, where those stories eventually get is if you if you remember the Millennium Man, which was about an android who becomes self-aware, it was the uh, oh, Robin, Robin Williams, Williams film. I remember that, yeah. Eventually, he became, he was a bicentennial man, oh, that's what he was. Yeah. Um, bicentennial man. He basically lived through two centuries, and although he, his greatest ambition was to become more and more human, a bit like data. Uh, data it's the same the, thing, same yeah. repeat, history same repeating story. in the future. So the, the more he wants to become Abstract human, history then all of a sudden in the he realizes, <laughs> yeah, he, well, the interesting thing about that one is that, that I think Bicentennial Man came out after that particular story of the um, uh, data. But in the end, he realized that the human life, having a childhood through to old age, worked as a, as a system that you didn't really want to be eternal because Actually, I you've think done most of the things that you want to do. This is terrible. We're nearly going to do a spoiler alert. Picard. And the end scene of Picard is actually back to data. So we're back to going yeah. this journey of, you know, Pinocchio, effectively, in the sense of the original, the, 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 the wooden version of data is Pinocchio, the child, the child. Okay, admittedly, I can't remember if he grew or didn't grow, but he grew in terms of he wanted to be real. Data wanted to be a real boy. We all want to be a real boy and real girl. Actually, I think it's the opposite. Anyone that's real in, in terms of that's afraid of dying wants to be data, wants to be the bicentennial man, wants to upload and download, is afraid of the unknown and wants to be eternal. Now, eternal story to us is heaven, but we got to be have that leap of fate. We're going, we don't have well, any you, proof. Do you remember... Do you remember the TV show Highlander from the, you know... There can uh, only be one. There can only be right. one. There can only be one. But in the essence of that one was the character gets to be eternal and then begins to realize that what he's actually lost is the mortality because he, he lost his wife. He saw all the There's relationships. There's no point in being on Eternity. Yeah. If we're all eternal, then, you know, then it's like saying, well, that's actually your, your, your best Star Trek in the sense of, if there is yeah. there, if there's no famine and no money and no purr and no then what is there? There's only the journey of exploration and growth. There's reach out to the eternal not the abyss, but the abyss is actually if there wasn't a chance for eternal growth and journey, mm -hmm. then the universe outwards is 
we're never going to find an end. If, as long as we have time, we can still grow and go. But if the, actually, if the universe only has so many pieces in it and most of this universe is made up of empty space, then effectively to get to the next place, the lot of the journey in between is, is empty and void of things. But in terms of if you can just materialize there and back and forth, uh, then you're going to meet new people, make new friends. Actually, Dale Carnegie, you know, make friends and influence people, whether they be aliens or not. But the other part of this conversation was, as we talked about materialism and the lack of materialism, is that quite often we're actually trying to escape the material because that is so restrictive. And, and in, in fact, most of what we talked about is that once we're in time and place, we or you know we find ourselves. I meant place, not space. We find ourselves restricted by the limitations this world actually imposes upon us because we're materialistic. Well, Whereas if we were not materialistic, we would then maybe be eternal. Well, most of our journeys are a journey to a state of mind. You know, yes. and then if the, if the mind, we're back to saying, occupies a space in time or a length of space in time because it's going to be from journey one to journey two. Being It starts here, ends there, it's got X amount of gigabytes, terabytes of, of occupying what we call space, being maybe space in a computer to store it. But if, if the universe is the global storage space and the global, and, and the universe, I'm sorry, I use the word global within the universe definition, but the universe is the computer, is the conscious awareness. Therefore, we already occupy that, occupy that four-dimensional space and time. And whatever amount of space and time that is, it's what those waves are made up of in terms of state of mind. What are the ones and zeros, when you put them in that combination, represent? It represents your life and how you occupied it and all those moments and nows for, for your bit of space in the universe. And what quality or value does that actually represent? Is a bunch of ones or zeros on and off switches? Or did you, it does it actually, when someone else reads it or an observer can, can they consume it as interesting space and time? But maybe that's the problem. Maybe we shouldn't be trying to consume it because that's a materialistic consumption. Because once you become internal, there is no need for consumption. That's it. We're trying to generate it, not consume it. We're trying to create yeah. it to be entertaining, to be involving, to be to be meaningful, as opposed to consuming time just because it exists. We're meant, we can't generate time. We might be able to extend it or influence it in some way or form based on health and be healthy enough to, to last a bit longer. But we won't go into predestination and if we have a defined amount. Whatever that length is within those parameters, it's how we, ge it's how we generate the wave of interest and content in terms of legacy to whoever it is, the observer. We don't, because we don't know who's observing. It doesn't matter. We are occupying it. It can be a zero or it can be a one. It can be on or it can be off. It can be good. It can be bad. It can be yin or yang. And sadly, sadly, your mobile is probably about to go. I have a minute. I have a minute. Oh. There's 30 seconds. You've so got you a minute there. Over. 30 seconds. All right. Well, look, I think I think we have come to a, a really good end because of the way you, you were sort of talking about that there. So again, just thank everybody for uh, joining us on this little conversation. We are going on a journey where we don't know where things are going. It's improbable what we may end up talking about, which is synchronization. But I think this episode is more about reboot. Yes. Don't be off, be on. Don't be zero, be one. Sign off. Bye for now. Good man. <laughs>
Do what it says on the tin. Follow and share.